Trail Runners, welcome back to Chasing Gold, Black Canyon Edition. We are back in Arizona for this one, talking to the front runners, coming to the Black Canyon 100K, trying to get one of those two coveted golden tickets into the Western States Endurance Run. Today on the show, we have Mr. Eric Sensman. Eric runs with ha Rabbit, Hoka, and Goo. He has won the JFK 50 mile. He's also got a third there. He's got a golden ticket at Black Canyon and also a third place. Eric, welcome to the show. Thanks, Scott. Good to be here. Absolutely. Cool, man. Let's talk some training. You've got a black, uh, you got a golden ticket at Black Canyon back in 2021 after uh, multiple attempts. So you know the course. Uh, you are Flagstaff based, I believe. Is that correct? That is right. Yep. We're, we're here from Flagstaff today. Cool. Talk to us. Talk to us about what you know about the course from your many runnings on it and how you are preparing for this year's Black Canyon 100K. Yeah, it's, uh, well, I've run on the course a lot um, and I've trained on the course a lot. Uh, coming down from Flagstaff in the winter is necessary at times so the the black candy trail is a good fix um yeah so this will actually be my fifth start uh, i know hard to believe um i didn't finish one year and uh two of the three years i've i've run it it was an altered course because of conditions uh rain uh river crossings but um yeah i've actually got two golden tickets at Black Holy mackerel, I didn't know that. Two golden tickets. He's coming for a third. Yeah, 2019 uh, in 2021. So, um, yeah, the three times I finished, I've finished third twice and I've been I've been second once. So I think that speaks to uh, my ability to prepare for the race um, and, and my ability to execute a good race on that course, which which is easier uh, said than done. Um so yeah, more of the same, pretty similar stuff in terms of getting ready this year, but uh, was able to, to put in the, the work that I thought I needed and excited for race day. Nice. And walk me through, what does a typical week look like? I know, obviously, if we look back through the last four or six weeks, you're probably doing a lot of longer stuff, but can you kind of give us a general overview of, say, the last three or four months? What have you been doing in terms of volume, in terms of workouts, and where you're at now? Yeah, um, going back, gosh, probably as far back as uh, August, um, I was I was running about sixty to seventy miles a week for twelve weeks. Um, took a down week and then kind of started this block. This block, I got up to one hundred and five miles in a week. Um, had quite a few weeks between ninety and and one hundred and five. So, uh, yeah, I mean that's kind of what you need to do. I think the secret though is. Well, it's not a secret, but what's what's pivotal, what's important is how you get those miles, um, because, you know, marathoners run higher mileage than that oftentimes. So I did quite a few blocks, uh, three days with 60 to 70 miles, um, a lot of runs on course. So, uh, yeah, more or less, that's that's how it looked. Cool. And is that pretty much on par with uh, the years that you were getting those t those two golden tickets here? Yeah, uh, probably higher mileage. Um, actually, in 2021, I was between 80 and 90 miles for like eight weeks. Um, you know, you know how it goes. Like you, you coach, you've prepared for for this race and and plenty of others. But 
it's never the same. And so you, yeah. you have to be, you have to recognize what's different and be willing to trust that you know what to do, but you can't just replicate the same thing every time. So this 100%. was definitely a little bit different. Um, like my longest run was 24 miles, sure. uh, you know, which is for a hundred K on the shorter end for sure. But um, yeah, you just, you gotta be willing to, to change things up. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Every training block always looks different. And I think that comes with experience, right? You kind of know, all right, I need to focus on this or that. Someone of your caliber, you know the course, you know what you need to do to have your best day. Uh, and that's why you're on this show, because you're chasing gold, buddy. Cool. Talk to us about the race day strategy. Obviously, I don't want you to give out any any of your top secrets here with, with all these golden tickets you've accrued. Yeah. But um and obviously you've had some out and back years which who knows it could be one this year depending on how that river is flowing uh what is your strategy come race day what do you what's in the bottles how are you fueling what are you running the lead pack are you someone that tries the negative split how does that all look yeah i think there's a lot of ways to have success on this course and we've seen those different approaches over the years um from people you know winning the race uh, after being outside the the top three or top five at halfway to people running off the front and, and leading the whole time. So there's a lot of ways to do it. And, um, you know, it, it's dependent again on a lot of things, just like the training box, uh, the, the, the field, uh, how you're feeling on the day, et cetera. But I think, um, I think what I'm good at is knowing how much I can push, uh, how early on, um, I'm very good at uh, being uncomfortable um, late in a race, uh, especially in the second half. And that that's definitely a skill set that is um, you earn and, and is difficult to come by uh, without putting yourself through uh, <laughs> a lot of discomfort over the years. So, yeah, that, you know, I, I just try to monitor myself. I don't worry about the field. Sometimes that's meant I'm at the front of the race. Sometimes that's meant. I'm further back. I, I try not to worry too much about that. Um, and then fueling, uh, you know, called an eight hour race. Uh, I'm pretty well tuned with that um, race uh, duration. But yeah, it's, it's all goo products for a race uh, like Black Canyon. A um, lot of liquid calories. But um, yeah, just trying to stay topped off and not not hit any low points um, due to nutrition anyways. So Sure. What about, are you trying to do any supplemental heat training being in Flagstaff if this could be a hot year? Could be, could not. Right. Yeah. That's always a question with this race. Um, I haven't done anything specific. I was thinking about that today, Scott, uh, <laughs> about popping over to uh, the, the uh, athletic, um, Flagstaff athletic, uh, sure. FAC. Yeah. I, I don't know what the C stands for right now for some reason. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, I might do a bit of sauna work. Um, but you know, we're lucky here in, in Arizona this time of year. We're like, yeah, Flagstaff's cold, but you go down and run on the course or you run yeah. in Sedona or the Canyon or Phoenix and you get some warmth. So, um, yeah. Sure. What, let's talk about last year. Obviously you're having a lot of success trail running, right? I mean, you've won some really big events, had some top placing in big events, Last year, I look at just ultra sign-up. I see you had the fat ass in Sedona, which I know is a fun one that people come to on April 1st. Um, and then you had Coca-Dona, which was yeah. definitely probably outside your normal normal comfort zone. Um, so cool that you did that. 
How did that experience go? Is there any any takeaways from something like that that can be helpful for upcoming races? Yeah, it was it was a heck of an experience, um, an, an interesting one in terms of how it translates. Uh, I mean, certainly in no real way in terms of like racing, right? Um, yeah. But I, I think the big takeaways uh, were, were maybe two. And one is. Um, it allowed me to train hard again for a race like Black Canyon. I've, I, it, it was, you know, I've been, I've been running ultra since 2011. I've been doing this a long time. And I think I was just kind of, I was over it a bit, sure. you know, it was just like the same sort of thing um, again and again and again. So it was just fun to do something different. And I think that that change in, in perspective and mindset and doing things a little bit differently for a bit uh, allowed me to go back to this and kind of appreciate it and be like, Oh, it's not so bad that, your longest run only has to be four hours. Um, and, and then secondly, I think, um, like anything, well, I shouldn't say like anything, I think in the sport of ultra running, it can be good to go like over distance in a sense, like it makes the shorter distances feel a bit more manageable. So I, I think there's some of that as well from, from having done Coca Dona. Yeah, for sure. It's funny you say the 2011 being in this sport. We're going to get to a question in our Fartlek round. It's going to ask how long you've been in this sport. And we, I'm interviewing a lot of a lot of people with 2019 as their first ultra, 2018. So it's great to have a veteran, a sure. veteran on the show. I'll be rooting for you on race day. Hey, thanks, Scott. All right, so what things? All right, Black Canyon. It's going to be the day before, or the gun's about to go off. Are there things that you know you personally need to do to be successful? I know when I am racing, I break the race into thirds, and I just say, what do I have to be? What do I have to do in the first third so I'm successful in the last third? And then when I'm in that second third, I'm saying, what do I have to do in this second third of the race so I can be successful in the third third of the race? And I know personally what I need to focus on. Do you approach races that way? And if so, what are those things that you personally need to focus on so you run your best race? Yeah, um, I, I think some of it's difficult to describe because like in your in your case, that example you gave, I think what that really means is you need to measure your effort such that, you know, later in the race, you're going to have success. And, and that's really what it's about. And, and that's a difficult thing to describe. And it's a difficult thing to really do well for anyone over a long period of time, because it's always changing. You know, what you could do on the Black Canyon course a week from now, right, mm -hmm. uh, is different than probably what you were able to do last year at Black Canyon, right? So uh, it, it, there's just all these variables and things are changing. What I, so um, developing that monitor, I think uh, experience goes a long way in, 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 knowing when you're pushing too much uh, or not enough or kind of right where you should be. I break it up similarly. Uh, I, I try to break it down. I just do it uh, aid station to aid station. And sure. I don't look, I don't look at my watch really at all during a race. Um, I might glance at it when I take a split at an aid station to see, Oh, you know, average 645 pace that last section. That's good. You know, whatever. Sure. But th th there's, <laughs> there's too much. You can't, um, yeah, so so I just go aid station to aid station, focus on that. I try not to take much from the data. I try not to pay much attention while I'm in the moment because you can convince yourself of a lot of things when you have hard data um, that that maybe you're you you shouldn't be convincing yourself of. Like that was too fast, or man, I, I should have felt better running that pace or whatever. 
Whereas if you don't have the data, I think it's uh, still a challenge, but a little bit easier to convince yourself um, of things, of possibilities that are that are promising. Great way of putting it. And yeah, it's I don't know how to describe it either. It's the same thing you're talking about. I always tell people it's like this human algorithm you have when you're a field-based runner and I'm the same way. The, the pace means nothing. nothing. None of it means anything. And even if you are someone that follows metrics, just staying below aerobic threshold is not the the answer, right? Because if you can't keep up with your fluids at that pace, then it's off fuel. It's it's useless. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I feel like those athletes that have been in the sport, your, yourself, myself, others, like we just gain these experiences and it's all going on in real time. How how fast can I be going here and keeping up with this? And it just takes – yeah, in, in, when I put on my coaching hat, it's something you can't just tell someone – hey, this is what you've got to do. People want to know, how many bottles do I have to drink an hour? How many this? How many that? But the reality is, it's changing from the start of the race to the end. Temperatures change. Everything is changing. So another big kudos. You got the experience on your side. Your human algorithm is going to be working overdrive to, to get you to the finish line. I love it. For sure. Cool. And are you coming down with crew? You going to have a pacer or anything like that? Uh, no pacer lined up, but yeah, I got, got some folks coming down from Flagstaff, uh, my wife, uh, a couple friends, so they'll, uh, they'll have a good day out in the Arizona desert. I'm sure. Um, that's a great thing about crewing. It's like, I do well, I don't do well. They still have a nice time. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm stoked to be there. I'm not, ru- I'm not working. I'm not running. I'm this year to have fun this year. So I'm, I'm pretty- just spectate. That's great. That's yeah. what I'm going to do. I'm going to spectate. Cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. Cool, Eric. We're going to hop into the 10-question fast-paced fart lick round. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> All right. Question number one. What sneakers will you be wearing at the Black Canyon 100K? Uh, TBD based on conditions, but uh, Hoka's probably the, the Speed Goat uh, 5. Nice. I wore the 4 last year. They did me well. Yeah. First ultra marathon and when? 2011 Minnesota Voyager 50 mile, which a was classic. Uh, yeah, in July. And fun fact that that was uh, that was where Scott Jerick set a course record early in his career. That uh, that's why I knew about the race. But um, yeah, that was the first one. Cool, that is a classic. All right, I think you're gonna like this one, and you're gonna know it's coming. You get to pick the walkout song at Mayor High School. What song is coming over those speakers when the gun goes off? Oh man. I don't listen to like pump up music, so it's all pretty like mellow. So it'd probably be some song by like Bon Iver or something. All right, I'll take it. Okay, you get the choice. You know that, and you've you've lived through it. You know we either get very hot years or very wet years, which sometimes changes the course. If you had to choose, would you prefer a very hot year or a very wet year? Uh, I'd say hot year, so that we could run the the original course. Um, it's wet, we probably got to rewrite. It's not as fun. <laughs> For sure. All right. Guilty pleasure. You're in the supermarket. What in the supermarket is a guilty pleasure that always ends up in your grocery cart? Mother Road Tower Station. That is a good one. It's a beer for those it, that don't know. Yeah. It is a very delicious beer for those that don't know. Brewed and Flagstaff. That's right. First word that comes to mind when I say... Black Canyon 100K. Fast. I've heard that twice now. It is yeah. a fast course. 
Some people say it's technical. I don't think it's so technical. Race day superstitions. What do you got? Ooh. Uh, I don't think I have any, Scott. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can't think you, of anything. You got nothing. All right. Yeah. If we get one of those sunny days, is Eric Sensman shades or no shades? Shades. Got to yeah. go shades. Got to go shades. All right. How about any secret weapons that you have for the second half of the race? Ooh, I, I, that, that's a, you don't want to give away secrets. About the second <laughs> half. You know that, Scott. I know that. Uh, yeah, secrets. Um, I, I hope you're tough because uh, it's a tough second half. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. All right. Last question, putting you on the spot. What place? Are you finishing the Black Canyon 100K? Conjecture to finish things off. I like it. Um, <laughs> well, I've finished three times, and I've always finished top three. So I'm going to say uh, top three. All right. We'll take it. Eric Sensman, we will see you at Black Canyon. Thanks, Scott. Looking forward to it.